Today's episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast is brought to you by the Good Lion Podcast Network. If you follow us on Instagram, you know that the website launched a little over a week ago, and we are so happy with the way that it's going. Good Lion is a network of podcasters with similar ideas and vision, and really just a desire to see people encouraged in their faith and step beyond safe Christianity into the good that God has for them. We have all sorts of different podcasts on the website. If you haven't checked it out, go to goodlion.io. You'll find different articles written by myself and various other writers within the network. You'll find all of our podcast episodes and shows. Most of all, you can go and search by topic. Whatever it is you're struggling with or searching for, there's something that we have that's going to be able to relate to you in that situation. And you don't have to search through every episode and every show and every article. You can just look for the tag that relates to you and you can find all the different content we've made that has that tag. We are so happy with the way that it's going. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at goodlion.io. Make sure you check out the website. It's also goodlion.io. We're so happy with the way it's going. Thank you for all of the support. We hope you check it out and you like what's going on there. Here's Comtrues. Welcome to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast a podcast designed to help you learn to teach the Bible, starting with the very basics. Today's episode focuses on balancing head knowledge and heart knowledge. Knowing something with your mind is easy, but loving it with your heart is very different. This episode talks about the differences between head and heart knowledge, our need for both, and practical ways to incorporate each of them into your teachings. Let's dive in. I remember when I was first going to youth group and I would hear people teach the Bible to me. I heard them say things like they cared about me, like they loved me, like they were really interested in all of who I was. But I remember it was very easy to feel, through no fault of the teachers, like all they really wanted from me was to do the things they were saying. They just wanted me to be the right kind of spiritual person. They just wanted me to be another good statistic for them of, Look, we've made another one that follows our way and does all of the things that we want him to do. We've done well. It was easy to think that way. And it's easy as the teacher to start reducing people just down to whether or not they're as spiritual as you wanted them to be. One of the things we need to remember is that people have many sides. People are part knowledge, part emotion part relationship, part spiritual. They're part all of these different things. And as Bible teachers, we're not just teaching one of those areas. We're trying to teach the entire person. We're trying to shape the entire person to follow after and love Jesus more. It's very easy in teaching. Most teachers I talk to want to kind of ignore the emotional aspect of a person. Like whenever we talk about someone as being an emotional decision maker, we're normally saying something bad about them. We're saying that we think they're erratic, that we think they are not founded in reality, that they are not thinking logically the way that they should. Normally, we're kind of insulting people when we call them emotional decision makers. And yet, people, however they make decisions, are crafted in the image of God. And it's important 
that we teach the whole person. If we believe the whole person is made in the image of God, then the whole person needs to be taught. The whole person needs to be educated. Now, maybe when you were clicking on this episode, you were thinking that head knowledge was going to be the enemy and heart knowledge was going to be the one we needed to teach at. Or maybe you were thinking the exact opposite. Maybe you thought heart knowledge is silly and fleeting and not that big of a deal, and we needed to inform people and give them head knowledge. Whatever the case is, it's easy to see these two as enemies. That head knowledge is different from heart knowledge, and therefore, because it's different, it is against heart knowledge. And heart knowledge is different than head knowledge, and because it's different, it is against that kind of knowledge. That's not what I'm here to say at all. I think these two things work together. Knowledge can deepen your love for something, and love creates a hunger to know about something. These both work together. It's not that we should say only head knowledge or only heart knowledge. It's that we should say both of these things are good. Teaching to the head is a good thing. One of the big problems that people have is they lack biblical knowledge. They don't really understand what the Bible is all about. It's amazing to me that people who have grown up in churches, or even not grown up in churches, people who have been in church for over 10 years, can still feel like they know so little about what the Bible is saying. They can still feel like they have such a small understanding of who God is or what God wants to do in them. And I have found that as people are not growing in their knowledge, they're also not growing in their love. One of the things that my senior pastor would say all the time is he said, you can't love something you don't know. If you don't know a person, you can't really love that person. You can love someone who's right in front of you more and more as you get to know them more. Your knowledge will fuel your love. If you don't actually know a person, What you're really in love with is just your own idea about them. And we shouldn't be content with our own ideas about God. We should be striving for what's real, for what's true, for what is actual about him. Lacking knowledge of God is going to leave people incomplete in their love for God. So we need to teach to the head. We need to inform people. Some people are compelled by knowledge. Some people are very logical. They're very uh, formulaic, I guess. They're very uh, methodical in their thinking. They're very step-by-step, logic-driven. If we just come to those people with emotional appeals, we should not be surprised when they don't work. Those people are never going to give up the logical side of their brain just to run after the emotional side of themselves. They're not going to do that. They're going to first want the logic. They're going to first want the knowledge. Then they'll be willing to invest their emotion in it. And it's not our job to change those people in that way. It's not our job to say your decision-making method is incorrect. The way you're thinking about the world in terms of the process by which you arrive at your conclusions is incorrect. That's not our job. Our job is to take people however they are and point them towards Jesus. Sometimes you will find that your messages are only connecting with some of the people. Well, maybe if your messages lean towards just the idea of knowing God with your heart and not knowing him with your mind, you may be losing the more logic-driven people along the way. Give them what they want. Give them 
what will help them trust God more. We need to remember our world calls us to focus on lies, but it is the truth that sets us free. It's not the emotion of truth that sets us free. It is the truth itself that sets us free. Sometimes you can look back in your own life and you can see these moments where you anchored your hope in something you knew was true. Even though you didn't feel it, even though it didn't seem like it was a part of your heart, you knew it was true and you reminded yourself of it. And that truth itself created freedom and hope and life in you. We need to give that to our people. The knowledge of God will help them walk in freedom. Teaching to the head is a good thing, but teaching to the heart is also a good thing. When it comes to our relationship with God, it's not simply about knowing about him. It's about loving him. It's about drawing closer to him. It's about walking in a more and more intimate relationship with him. You can't do that with simply facts. You have to do that with emotion. You have to do that with a heartfelt understanding, a deep core level commitment to who God is. One of my favorite books on preaching is by a guy named Tim Keller. You may have heard of him. Uh, He wrote a book that's literally just called Preaching. And one of the things he says in that book, when he talks about this idea of preaching to the heart, is that the thing that shapes us most is the order of our loves. If I am most in love with my wife, and then I am second most in love with music, and then I am third most in love with my job, well, then my job is probably going to suffer. Because I love those two other things more, I'm going to devote more of myself to those things. And what he argues from that is that the problem for most people is that love of God is not our number one love. We love comfort, or we love the relationships we're in, or we love other people more than we love God, how we fit in with other people, all these different idols that we can make. When we love something more than we love God, no amount of head knowledge can overcome the decision our heart has already made. We have already chosen, I am going to love this other thing more than I'm going to love God. And part of what we do in preaching is we try to push and compel and persuade people that loving God is greater than loving anything else in this world. Some people that you're going to teach, they are compelled by their emotions. Unless they feel that a certain thing is going to to work or be true or whatever, you're not going to be able to win them over with any amount of knowledge. And this is not about saying we should teach emotion over knowledge, but it's simply to say both are good. Sometimes when we talk about leading people who are emotional decision makers, we get too apologetic. We need to be real. We need to say, look, this is how people make certain decisions. They need to be compelled and won and wooed towards this different thing. Think about any romantic relationship in the world. They don't start just because the decision is logical. It's not just, well, these two people seem like they naturally fit together. It seems logical that they go together. Therefore, we will make this relationship happen. Or worse yet, you wouldn't look across a table at someone that you're interested in romantically and say, well, I need to make sure it is only logical and no feeling is involved in the decision. No, you recognize that in a decision like that, logic and emotion both work together. They both bring good things to the table. 
They both help make a wise decision. It's not one is wisdom and the other is not. Both are important. So don't be afraid of making, at times, emotional appeals in your teaching. You should also be informing, but don't be afraid of making those emotional appeals. They can really help people who make decisions first with emotions. We don't need to apologize for that. They're both good things. Now, we shouldn't be tricking people with just emotions. Some people take emotional appeals and replace the spirit really working with those emotional appeals. That's dangerous. We don't want people putting their trust in emotional shows or big emotional displays. But a lot of times, I know for me, moments where I've made some of my biggest decisions to take steps forward with Christ have come with moments when I was both informed and compelled. When both my head knowledge said this was a good idea to step forward and my heart agreed this was a good idea to step forward. Don't just teach these dry, emotionless sermons. You should be teaching to the heart knowledge of your people. Ultimately, think about this. We want people to experience God, not just know about him. When we bring people over for a meal, we don't just want them to know about the meal. We want them to experience the meal. We want them to taste it for themselves. We want them to know what's in that food intimately, them having it become a part of them. Well, our teaching is like spiritual meals. We don't want people to just know about them. We want people to experience them, to begin to love them personally, to really take it in at a deep level so that it can become a part of them. We need both of these things. Well, what are some considerations then when we're trying to balance head and heart knowledge? Well, here's something important. Head knowledge informs a person. Heart knowledge identifies with a person. Head knowledge brings out some new thing from the scriptures. I love it when I'm hearing a message and somebody brings out something that I just didn't know about scripture before, or I didn't know about the culture of that day or whatever. I love learning those new things. It informs me in a way that changes the way that I look at Scripture. And that's so important. People need to learn new things about the Bible, but they also need to not just have the Bible be this distant thing to learn, but this thing that identifies with where they are right now. Heart knowledge identifies with people. If you're just identifying with people, then you're not teaching the Bible. You're making cultural observations. But the Bible wants to step into our culture. The Bible wants to meet us right where we are. It wants to take the information that was revolutionary in the culture it was shared in and revolutionize our culture as well. Revolutionize us right where we are. Your message should look to do both of those things. It should inform and identify with where people are. Now, one of the dangers with head knowledge is it can be fun to share because it impresses people. It makes them say, wow, you really studied. You really know what this is all about. Heart knowledge demands humility. Heart knowledge demands both a humble teacher and a humble listener. When you're just making head knowledge appeals, it's easy to do it from a place of puffing up, to do it from a place of being above or greater than. Heart knowledge demands that you actually sit below them, that you actually walk with them. 
that you wouldn't just sit beyond them, but that you meet them right where they are. You can't be proud when you're saying, my heart needs to know that I'm a sinner and I need Jesus. Here's another place that head knowledge by itself can fall short. We can all think of things we've forgotten. Head knowledge comes and goes. It's easy to remember a thing in a moment and let it go later. Heart knowledge sinks deep. Even when you don't feel like you can relay it afterwards, even when you don't feel like you fully can say every point that was made, heart knowledge sinks deep and goes with you. We want people to take our messages with them. We need this balance of head and heart knowledge. So let's get practical with this. How do you actively start balancing head and heart knowledge? First, steer into the complexity of your topic. People don't like it when we give them these neat little answers. It feels like when you just wrap up a topic and the answer is very simple and very clean and very easy, it seems like you're avoiding the real elements of what's going on. It feels like you're sitting at a head level and not getting to the actual heart issue going on. We all recognize life is tough. Problems are real. Bad stuff happens all the time. And as Bible teachers, we can't run from the complexity of the real world. We need to dive right into it. We need to make sure we are meeting people in the complexity of what's going on in their lives. So don't be afraid of my sermon doesn't have a super neat conclusion, as in like clean and tidy. That's okay. If it doesn't have this clean little conclusion, it's better if you're telling people the real thing. You're telling people, here's what's really going on. When you're looking to teach to people's heads, I would encourage you to do this. Aim just above their current knowledge level. So if you have a group of people where they're new to Christianity, they don't really know a ton about what God is like and what the Bible is saying, don't try to give them the deepest thing you can, give, uh, you can think of. Give them something that's just going to make them reach a little bit. Imagine there's a bar that's a few feet above their heads. You want them to feel like they can reach for it, even though they will have to reach and stretch and possibly jump to get there. It's not what's a stretch for you to get to. It's what's a stretch for them to get to. In the same way, when you're teaching the heart, aim a little bit deeper than their current commitment level. So this is where some people make it very difficult for new people to access teaching, to feel like it's aimed at them. We are trying to take people who read their Bible for four hours a day and help them read for five. And look, if you're with that crowd, that's great. But if you're teaching new people, teach just beyond their commitment level. Don't encourage them to become you know, missionaries to Uganda. They're not ready for that. Encourage them to think about God more often. And if you're with a crowd where they're thinking about God and they're asking those questions, encourage them to start coming to some of those conclusions, being willing to say what they really think. If they're saying what they think and they're beginning to follow Jesus, then encourage them, well, hey, have they thought about serving or reading their Bible on a daily basis? Wherever the commitment level averages in your room, aim slightly beyond that. That's how you're bringing people along slowly, but at a rate that they can handle. The last thing to say is this. You can share head knowledge you've just learned, but you can't share heart knowledge you don't have. 
One of our responsibilities as Bible teachers is to let the passage have its work in our hearts first. This is a difficult thing to do. It's one thing to be able to understand a passage with your head. It's another to have it living within your heart. But it is only when we let the passage live within our hearts that we'll be able to share it in a way where it's more than just information for them to receive. We need people who are going to teach right biblical information. But just as much we need people who are going to teach the Bible in a way where it sinks into a person's heart and begins to transform them from the inside out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please like and subscribe. That's not a thing that you do on a podcast, but you can subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at First Time Bible Teacher. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll get links to all the different places we are, particularly to the Good Lion Podcast Network. That's what this podcast is a part of. And if you like what you're hearing here, there is tons of great content at goodlion.io that you would love as well. So at First Time Bible Teacher on Instagram, goodlion.io for the website, or at goodlion.io on Instagram to stay up to date with all the different things we're doing. May God bless you in your teaching. We'll see you next time.